Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 32nd edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2018-19 school year, we'll meet the first graduates of Monmouth's Peace Corps prep program. Retiring Monmouth admissions counselor Peter Pitts will look back on what's been a remarkable 42-year career of helping young people get to college. And Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will preview the upcoming Midwest Conference Championships in baseball and track and field. But before we get into this week's program, a little news about Monmouth's 162nd commencement ceremony, which will be held at noon this Sunday, May 12th. The ceremony was scheduled to be held on the Wallace Hall Plaza, but because of recent rains that have soaked the campus, and there's a good chance more rains are on their way this weekend, all outdoor commencement events will be moved indoor. The big news is that commencement will be held inside of the Huff Athletic Center. Of course, if you can't make it to the ceremony, you can watch it on Facebook Live on the college's main Facebook page, facebook.com slash College. In addition to the commencement ceremony at noon Sunday, which again now will be held in the Huff Athletic Center, a slew of activities will be held on Saturday, including a reception for graduates, their family members and faculty, baccalaureate service, senior honor walk, which has now been moved into the Huff Athletic Center as well, and the senior banquet. To check out the schedule of commencement weekend activities, check out the story on the cover of the Monmouth College website, of course, that's monmouthcollege.edu. Graduating seniors Ulyssa Avila and Elizabeth Smith will make history on Sunday, May 12, when they are the first two graduates of Monmouth's Peace Corps prep program. Students who are members of the program, which is a partnership between Monmouth and the Peace Corps, can apply for the Peace Corps after they graduate from the college. The program is also great preparation for graduate school or a career connected to serving others. In addition to special courses, students in the Peace Corps prep program also work on a special project while they're in the program. The academic program works closely with the folks in the Wackerly Career and Leadership Center who help administer it. Ulyssa is an anthropology and sociology senior from Bolingbrook, Illinois. She says the, her experience in the program has been a very positive one. And for... Um my work, I went to Ecuador, and I volunteered there for an, or, an organization called UBESI. And so basically, um, we had to um, go to the um, city of Quito in Ecuador and um, volunteer with the children there. Um, these children had to work in markets with their parents, and so we kind of, like, were there to have educational programs and, like, kind of... Um, um, help them teach about, like, certain topics such Ulyssa says she was attracted to the Peace Corps prep program because of one of her professors. I guess like my influence that I had um, taking anthropology with um, Professor Megan Hendrickson, she um, really influenced me to do this type of work. I also just have like interest in like um, different cultures and I'm like very passionate of like 
um, helping others and like serve like I'm a service oriented type of person. So it's kind of like a thing that I just wanted to do. Elizabeth Smith is an international studies senior from Oswego, Illinois. She also has a triple minor. She used the Peace Corps prep program to explore her interest in agriculture and food. Um, with this program, I decided to focus on the sector of agriculture. So I was able to use a lot of my food security background. Um, for the volunteer portion, I uh, used my project that I had when I went to Senegal in 2016 with the school to do research. Um, I did a lot of different interviews with co-ops. I stayed with the host family, um, interacted a lot with uh, everyday people and population of Senegal and really enjoyed it. And kind of after that trip, I always thought about um, doing the Peace Corps. And ever since then, I just really was kind of hooked on volunteering and getting to know different cultures, learning about different ways of communication, whether it be foreign language or just learning how others think. Um, this experience was definitely very life-changing. Um, you know, being able to travel with um, the school and go to Senegal in 2016, I never thought that I would ever be traveling to Africa ever in my entire life um, and being able to really broaden my horizon. Um, it definitely made me want to step out of my comfort zone tremendously. Um, and then hearing about the Peace Corps prep program really um, kind of struck my interest a lot by having a professor kind of approach me and tell me about it. Um, just kind of thinking, you know, there are so many opportunities out there that I can, you know, better and further educate myself. The courses that Elizabeth took also complemented her interest in agriculture. Years of classes, so I was able to take food security classes. I was able to take history classes, uh, anthropology classes. So, primarily focusing on the background of food security, but additionally trying to also have a global and uh, cross-cultural background. Both Ulyssa and Elizabeth said their opportunities to study abroad greatly enhanced their experiences in the Peace Corps prep program. Ulyssa said that. Studying abroad taught her a lot about how to appreciate other cultures. It definitely exposed me to um, different places and also different ideas of other countries. I feel like um, sometimes the media isn't, doesn't represent other countries in a positive way, and especially developing countries, because oftentimes uh, as Americans, we think that we can just go into another country and just like, oh, look, I'm going to build a house for you. But in reality, you have to talk to that community. You have to um, have these cultural competencies to understand another culture and to be able to, like, really help them. So doing that has really made me realize that it's important to have these, like, cultural backgrounds as well as um, some political background and just, like, kind of have knowledge of the culture you're going to. So, um, yeah, definitely, like, that was just a great experience to, like, go there firsthand and see it for myself. For Elizabeth, study abroad unlocked her interest in studying the developing world. Um, with Mammoth College, when I traveled to Senegal in 2016 with them, I really kind of developed a really big kind of uh, intense uh, travel bug um, and tried to explore a new country every single year, whether it was traveling on my own or traveling with the school. Um, this trip really kind of influenced me to better understand developing countries and better understand how um, developing countries function politically, economically, um, and how they are very um, influenced also by developing countries and um, how a lot of the times developing countries can have a large effect. After she graduates from Monmouth on May 12, Ulyssa is going to spend a year in Chicago working in City Year. That's a national nonprofit organization that helps schools and students at the schools. Um, so I am going to um, do a service year um, for city year. And so basically what I'm going to do is um, kind of the same thing with like child development um, interest of what I wanted to do in like um, the Peace Corps. 
and um, I'm going to get experience in non-for-profit work. And so um, after that, I plan on going to graduate school. I'm not sure when, but that's basically it. I'm just trying to get my feet wet into more like non-profit work with City Year. And Elizabeth hopes to continue her work studying food and agriculture after she graduates from Monmouth. Um, I'm really wanting to be able to pursue a lot of um, different studies, continuing my studies with food security. Um, I would also like to have a job with food security if possible, whether it's quality assurance, whether it's uh, sustainable agriculture, um, education, you know, just something that I'm able to uh, really use that degree in because it's something I'm extremely passionate about. Looking back on our freshman year at Monmouth, Ulyssa says being part of the Peace Corps prep program changed her in several ways. Yeah, so coming in freshman year, I never thought that I would go to another country. Um, it's definitely been like um, a privilege and also like a blessing to have that out of Monmouth College, and I'm definitely so grateful. But yeah, it's just crazy to think that you come in thinking you're going to do something and you come out doing something else. So. It's interesting, like where life takes you. Yeah, I think um, other people or other students should definitely look into like um, working with nonprofits, volunteering, and like service, and how important it is because the Peace Corps is a really good program, as well as other um, nonprofit um, organizations. So they should definitely look into that, as well as Wackerly having these resources available for students. Those are graduating seniors, Alyssa Avila and Elizabeth Smith. They're the first graduates of Mammoth Peace Corps Prep Program. You can read more about the Peace Corps prep program in the academic section of the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Few people at Monmouth College have touched more students' lives than Peter Pitts, Peter, who has served the college's admission program for 27 years, has been responsible for recruiting more than 1,000 students to Monmouth College. Combined with his other 15 years in admission work, Peter has recruited more than 2,000 students to attend college in the Midwest. He'll retire from Monmouth following commencement on May 12. Peter started working in admissions in 1977 at his undergraduate alma mater, Wartburg College in Iowa. Peter didn't plan on a career in admissions, much less one that would span more than four decades. I was without work. I had my master's degree, but I was completely out of work, and I had nothing to do all day but sit and talk to the president at Wartburg, because Wartburg was a lot like Monmouth, where you could just sit and chill with the president. Okay, so I'm talking to the president one day, and he looks at me and he goes, we just have an opening at admissions. Would you like the position? And I said, well, what is admissions? Peter says it's easy to explain why he stayed in admissions work for almost a half century. I think over the years, people learn their strengths and their weaknesses, and they learn their powers that they might have. And God gave me some sort of power, I don't know what it is, where people listen to what I say, which my wife will not, <laughs> will not comprehend. Um, so I think the fact that the kids it's so much fun to, to really click with, with kids. Um, I was just at a college fair, the last college fair of, of my career um, at Peyton High School. And I talked to two really cool kids that I knew were like perfect fits for Monmouth. And I thought to myself, oh, this is awful. I'm leaving. I'm leaving these kids. You know, I, I want to, you know, see these kids through. Uh, and then I slapped myself and, and got back to reality and realized that at some point I have to retire. 
Peters had a pretty concise elevator speech when prospective students approached him about why they should attend Monmouth. Oh, nice people. And then they laugh at me. I say, what's Monmouth known for? I go, nice people. And they expect me to say math or business or something like that. And, you know, every college has that sort of stuff. But uh, the people here are very uh, special, uh, very down-to-earth, normal people, non-pretentious. Peter describes the ideal mama student as a young person who wants both a challenging academic program along with a vibrant co-curricular life. Yeah, it's like the, the education is the cake, but the, the sports and the music and theater and stuff like that, that's the, that's the icing on the cake. And I love the fact that most of our really good vocalists, for example, in our top vocal group are not majoring in music. I think that is so awesome because some of the some of the best music people we've had on campus were like physicists and biologists and chemists and things like that. I just think that's awesome. And although he is retiring, Peter says he plans to return to Monmouth, especially each May. Oh, no, I have four more I have to go to. Just It's like a moral ethical responsibility to come back for graduation for the people you recruit. That's Monmouth admissions counselor Peter Pitts. He'll be retiring this spring after an amazing 42-year career dedicated to helping young people and their families attend college. You can read more about Peter on the front page of the Monmouth College website. Be sure to check out the great feature story written by my colleague, Barry McNamara. Before we head to this week's sports segment, a reminder of the many ways in which you can follow Monmouth College in the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and you can follow all of Monmouth College athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. The college is on Instagram at Monmouth College, and if you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. Also, be sure to check out Monmouth College recommendations on Spotify. It's not just a big weekend for members of the Monmouth College class of 2019. It's also a big one for the members of the Monmouth baseball and track and field teams. All three teams are competing this weekend for a Midwest Conference Championship. Alan Baterney's Fighting Scots baseball team is hosting the Midwest Conference Championship out at Glasgow Field. Monmouth, who won the South Division this year, opens the double elimination four-team tournament with a 10.30 Friday morning game against Ripping College of Wisconsin. Of course, the Scots won the tournament last year, and that was also held at Glasgow Field. If you can't make it to the games, you can watch the webcast on MonmouthScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. You can also listen to it on WRAM, that's 1330 on your AM dial, and 977WMOI.com on your internet browser. WREM will broadcast select Monmouth games from the tournament. Joining us to discuss baseball and track and field's postseason pursuits is Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MamaScots.com. Dan says that there is one thing all four teams competing in this year's Midwest Conference baseball tournament have in common. They all qualified for the conference tournament on the final day of the regular season. 
It, it was really a race to the finish, and uh, we really didn't know until uh, the end of play on Saturday exactly what we needed to do to get in. And as it turned out, we, we went into the weekend thinking we needed to win three, uh, but it turned out we just needed to win two, and we, we won one on Saturday and then won the first game on Sunday to clinch. Uh, University of Chicago, the winner of the North Division, uh, didn't clinch their spot until that evening. So, you know, as of like 6 o'clock uh, Sunday night, we still didn't know who was going to be in the field. Uh, we knew it was going to be uh, us as the champions in the South and Cornell as the runner-up in the South. We knew Rippon was in, and then we didn't know who was going to be the other qualifier. Uh, University of Chicago uh, beat Beloit and, and got in, and in essence, that knocks St. Norbert, the defending North champion, out of the tournament this year. Uh, so uh, the field is set. Uh, should be an exciting uh, weekend, and, and uh, Coach Paterni, uh really believes that uh, this tournament could go the needed full seven games you know we'd like to end it in in six like we did last year and win it but it, it could go seven it'll be a, a good weekend for baseball fans as dan said it should be a very even baseball tournament this year you know they're, they're pretty even uh, we we come in with the lowest batting average of the bunch uh, but we also have some of the best pitching of the bunch so it's really going to maybe just be who gets the key hit uh uh Cornell has been playing really well, can hit uh, hit the, the ton out of the ball, and and uh, Rippon's been playing well, and they're good hitters too. Uh, and then Chicago, kind of an unknown, but from what we've been able to tell from the stats, good pitching, good hitting. Uh, so they they might be the odds-on favorite, even though it's not our field, and and uh, we'll we'll give them the odds-on favorite, at least I will, and and uh, put the target on their back and put all the pressure on them and not on us as defending conference champions. Uh, the upside for us, we've been there. We've done that. Uh, we lost just three guys off of last year's team. It's a veteran crew, uh, and they've risen to the occasion uh, time and time again. So uh, we just need to win three, and uh, we'll be going to the NCAA tournament again. Monmouth has repeated as conference baseball champions, but the Scots have never made consecutive appearances in the NCAA National Baseball Tournament. But, uh, we, we've won back-to-back uh, -back, uh, conference titles numerous times, but we've never qualified for the NCAA regionals on back-to-back -back years. Uh, and that's due to the automatic qualifier uh, situation that Midwest Conference didn't get the uh, automatic qualifier until the last few years. Uh, so now the conference champion has a guaranteed berth. Um, so it's, it's really kind of important, I think, for these guys to, uh, to set the stage and set the tone for what's to come, to win the conference title, make back-to-back -back tournament appearances in the NCAA. And, and, you know, just getting there the first time last year was a huge experience boost for us. Uh, getting there two years in a row with basically the same crew would be, I think, a, a huge advantage for us. So we're excited about that. And, you know, if we win the uh, uh, conference this weekend, uh, and even if we don't, the uh, NCAA selections will be on on uh, Monday on NCAA.com at 11 o'clock Central Time so we can watch and, and see uh, where we're headed if we do win conference and maybe watch and see if we get an automatic uh, or a, a, a at-large berth. While baseball is competing for the conference championship in Monmouth, Roger Haynes' women's and men's track and field teams will be up in Wisconsin at St. Norbert College where those conference championships will be held. You know, we're going in as uh, the men's defending conference champion. We've won four straight, 17 out of the last 18. Uh, the women have been uh, 
uh, second for three straight years, so they're trying to get back on top there. But it should be a, an interesting weekend for us. Uh, you know, we we don't have a lot of returning champions. We do have two on the uh, men's side, uh, Seth Anderson and two of the jumps, and then John Hintz and two of the throws. Other than that, no conference champions, so we've really kind of done it by overall depth and strength, and, and that'll be the uh, key for, for both teams this year and, and uh, probably uh, for them to turn in their, their best performances of the year. Uh, and it seems like every year we go in with the same scenario that we haven't really run or thrown our best, but we do it at the conference meet, and that's just the way that Coach Haynes has the program set up, that they peak at the right time. That's Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MamaScots.com. And don't forget to follow all Mammoth teams on Twitter. You can do that at MC Fighting Scots, especially during this big conference championship weekend. And that's going to be a 30 for the 32nd edition of the Monmouth College 1853 podcast of this 2018-19 school year. I hope you enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu and be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer, the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.